0: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today, as always, on this August 21st, 2023 in the year of our Lord. Appreciate your time as we embark on this news journey together. All right, friends, this Wednesday is the first vice president debate of the 2024 campaign cycle on the Republican side where all of the candidates but Donald Trump that have a serious chance of becoming the Republican vice president nominee um, that are currently actually running for president uh, will be debating against each other on the Fox News debate stage. Now, this has actually a couple problems with it. Uh, First of all is that Donald Trump's not on that debate stage, so no one cares. (laughs) The average person's not going to watch the Donald Trump debate or or the, the Fox News debate without Donald Trump. They might if it's on their car radio and it's just what's playing in the background. Uh, They might if it's whatever their mother's turning on on TV. But other than the people who are loyal Fox News 9 p.m. watchers and the people who absolutely hate Donald Trump, no one is tuning into this debate. The average people, the average persons, will hear that Donald Trump's not in this debate, not participating, and will shut it off, won't even bother. Because the average person doesn't care about Christy Nome Or not Christy Nome. she's not even running. And Nikki Haley. Chris Christie is the name I was thinking of. Asa Hutchinson. You know, all these people that have no chance of ever becoming the nominee should not be the nominee and should not be on the debate stage. So when you have Donald Trump out there actually leading the polls... Being politically persecuted for everything he's done, for nothing he's done actually, being politically persecuted all the time for no reason, um, he, he, people aren't going to watch the debate. If they could get Donald Trump there, people would watch it, and I'm glad he's not going to be there. But as we move on, just let know that I will have debate coverage for you Friday uh, on the program. I'll be watching it painfully. I'll be watching the Trump-Tucker Carlson interview as well, and I encourage you to watch that instead. But Ronna McDaniel, chairwoman of the RNC, said Sunday she's holding out hope that Trump will actually join the debate stage after he decided to skip it. So he put on Truth Social, let's see if we have the Truth Social post here as well uh, on hand. We don't have it on hand. We can get it for you. All right, we're going to get it. Um, Where he actually said he's skipping the debates, plural, saying he's not going to debate. Uh, here we go. New CBS poll just out has me leading the field by legendary numbers. Trump, 62%. 46 points above Santamonius, who is crashing like an ailing bird. Ramaswamy, 7. Pence, 5. Scott, 3. Haley, 2. sloppy Chris Crispy, 2. Uh, Ada Hutchinson, 1. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in the history, and much more, I will therefore not be doing the debates. Debates, plural. This is a good thing. Now, I'm worried when it gets to Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and the big five. Right Here's the five I think have the only chance at winning. Uh, If it's somehow not Trump, it'll rather be DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Tim Scott might pull through a little more, but I doubt it or uh, Chris Christie, because he's the anti-Trump guy. He'll be propped up by the establishment if anything happens to Trump. So when you have a debate, that's Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm going to call him Vivek from now on, Chris Christie, and Tim Scott, Trump should have a presence on that stage. In one way or another, whether it's a surrogate or it's him, there should be a Trump presence on that stage. Only because it is... The big guys, so to speak. And and Chris Christie's not really big numbers-wise, but he is big physically. Um, So as of now, as of having a Donald Trump-Tucker Carlson interview is going to be much better for Donald Trump, much better for Tucker Carlson, much better for the country than having him on the the kiddie stage. What they need to do is they need to split it like the Dems did in uh, 2020. Have a kiddie table where they have Doug Burgum and Ada Hutchinson and Chris Christie, and I named Chris Christie, but Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Perry Johnson at one debate, and then have a second primetime debate at nine o'clock with Ron DeSantis and Vivek and Tim Scott and maybe Mike Pence on this one uh, and Chris Christie. Have a serious debate between those people who are the only ones with any possible numbers and a path forward based on the aggregate put Trump on that debate stage, he'd probably show up for that one. But you cannot tell me that Donald Trump's going to debate Ryan Blinkley, or Perry Johnson, or Francis Suarez, or Asa Hutchinson, or or Chris Christie even. Uh, And I'm very flip-floppity on Chris Christie. I guess he hears flip-flop and thinks pancakes, but we'll see. But anyways, people think Trump's still going to show up for the debate. Ronald McDaniel's preparing... Donald Trump to be at the debate. But well, My biggest thing is when they say the debate on the, uh, the beginning of the the, the the speech Brett Baer gives, uh, and one of these men will be the Republican nominee for president of the United States. They can't say that this time. How are they going to get around that? Are they going to just forget about Donald Trump? Are they going to disqualify him for holding the Republican nomination because he won't attend the debates? We have never in American history had an incumbent president, at least in modern history, Debate someone of their own party. Trump may not be in the, the incumbent, but he is the incumbent sized lead. He has the lead a Republican incumbent president would have in the primary if he was the president right now. He had similar numbers uh, because people weren't voting um, against Joe Walsh, right? So he these are the average numbers for the nominee. I'm still holding out Trump, the former, uh, hold, hope that Trump will come, uh, McDaniel said on Fox News' Sunday morning futures. I think it's so important that the American people hear from all the candidates. Trump had made the decision not to attend the first GOP primary debate Wednesday in Milwaukee, and will instead sit in for an interview with former Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson, according to the New York Times. Trump indicated multiple times in recent weeks that he may not attend the debate, citing his strong lead in the GOP primary polls as the primary reason. The Times also reported that McDaniel herself has urged Trump to attend the debate, but so far, Trump has not indicated he will join the stage with other GOP candidates. What they should do. Stop debating with Donald Trump. There's no reason to have a debate in a world that Donald Trump's going to be our nominee. Drop out of the race. I've said this so many times. We are making it harder. Every day there's someone in this race is not going to win. Makes it harder to beat Joe Biden. Every time Ron DeSantis or Chris Christie or Vivek Ramaswamy or Mike Pence are in this race, it makes it harder to beat Joe Biden in November. So if we want to take this seriously, the first question on the debate stage should be, when are you going to drop out and endorse Donald Trump? The last question on the debate stage should be the same thing. End it there. That's the end of it. And call it quits. End the debate Thank you for watching. Here's the new breaking news, the actual news. Because we're not going to have a path forward in November if we have a split GOP primary the way we do, as we do right now. More debate coverage, more Ohio news, and everything else going on in the world right after this, here on the Conservative Crusader with GOP Josh. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the conservative crusader. I believe that Trump should at least do two debates because a lot of people will make it sound like, you know, Joe Biden is not doing any, Democrats are not doing any debates. And if Donald Trump wants to be better than Biden, he needs to show off one of his readabilities, abilities, which is debating and the debate yeah i'm sure it's for vp but i'm sure he has other options um vivic is a great option for him and a couple other ones so yeah welcome back this is the conservative crusader appreciate your phone call you can leave your own voice message on our patreon.com slash gop josh voicemail line at 57 gop josh 7 that's 574 6747 just give us a dial give us a ring and you can join in the program. So that caller alluded to the fact that I believe this debate is going to be a vice president debate. I believe this debate is for people who want to be VP. Whether it's Nikki Haley's really eyeing that VP spot, Ron DeSantis, I believe whether or not he wants to be VP, he shouldn't be, but he wants it. He wants some executive branch position in the in the U.S. government. I think he's getting bored of Florida. Um, Chris Christie obviously doesn't want VP, but but the big players, you know, Vivek. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott are all eyeing that vice president position. And so this is a turning into a vice president debate. And who we see attack, who's going to kind of determine that. I, I believe we're going to see, you know, before I get into that, I, I, before we get into this, I have to read an ad or I'm going to get killed. Um, all right. So support the program for as little as $3 a month and actually benefit us and help America and help this program. By going to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Josh, Patreon.com slash Josh, Patreon.com slash Josh. Appreciate um, you all checking out the Patreon and supporting the program over there. So this debate, we're going to see Vivek attacking Nikki Haley and attacking Tim Scott. And vice versa. We're going to see Ron DeSantis attacking Vivek. Because Ron DeSantis is very quickly losing his second place position to Vivek. We're going to see... Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie attacking Ron DeSantis and attacking Donald Trump. The two top players, the two people that are in the race to stop. We're going to see a lot of in-party attacking, but the overall message is going to be, I'm Donald Trump without this. For Nikki Haley, it's I'm Donald Trump without the charisma. For Chris Christie, it's I'm Donald Trump without the populism. For Vivek, it's I'm Donald Trump, but I'm younger. And they're all going to try to show why you should support them over Donald Trump. But every time, every time it comes down to it, America is going to choose Donald Trump. Because he is Donald Trump. He is not a Diet Coke Donald Trump. He is not a Diet Dr. Pepper or a Walmart Dr. Pepper Donald Trump. He is the real deal every time it comes around to it. And so this debate turns from a, I'm Donald Trump without this. To this is why I should be Donald Trump's vice president. But Vivek might not be interested in that. As a report from the Daily Wire is saying here, Vivek Ramaswamy says he turned down an offer for the vice presidency, according to an interview with Kavoto Live and host Neil Kavoto. Uh, do we have a clip of that? Or is it just a full interview? Oh, it's a twelve minute clip. We're not playing, we're not playing that. Um <laughs> Donald Trump and I share something in common that neither of us do well in the number two position. I'm built to actually lead the organizations that I built, and I think that when I'm looking at the federal government, my greatest contribution, Neil, and one of the goals to reunite this country, I'm going to be the best position to get that done if I'm from the top job. I'm not interested in a different position in the government. Frankly, I drive through change in private sectors of than being number two or number three in the federal government. When Kavoto mentioned the vice presidency being a heartbeat away from the presidency and explicitly asked Ramaswamy if he would turn down the position if offered, he said he would. So people out there saying, well, Ramaswamy would be a great vice president for Donald Trump, first of all. We do a little trolling, it's called we do a little trolling. Yeah, I think not. But second of all, he's not going to take it. Realistically, the best Donald Trump vice president is going to be Byron Donalds. He's not running for president. He's staying in his lane as a congressman. He's endorsing Donald Trump. He's campaigning for Donald Trump. He's stumping for Donald Trump all over the country. And he will be the best possible choice for vice president. My problem, Byron Donalds is a guy. And I'm being told that Donald Trump would like a female vice president. In that regard, honestly speaking, if he's picking people based on who the vice president should be, based on their gender, Nikki Haley's probably our best bet. Nikki Haley is not who I want to be vice president. And I might regret saying this after the debate Wednesday, but she's going to shine during this debate if she's able to get a point across. If she's able to get through Ron DeSantis, get through Vivek, she will come out on top of this debate by saying, look at how close I'm tied to Trump, look at how good of a governor I was, look at how good in the United Nations I was, and I don't like her. But looking at this objectively, the only person that's going to actually pop out in this debate is going to be Nikki Haley. Um, DeSantis has plateaued. He, he's very bad at debates. is going to be a killer for his campaign Wednesday. Vivek is good on the debate stage, but he's not going to kind of dominate as everyone expects him to. I think Vivek's overrated. Um, Tim Scott's going to be kind of quiet. He always is. He's going to be the Ben Carson of the cycle. Um, Chris Christie's just going to make noise and be Chris Christie again. He's going to lose again. Um, anyone else on that debate stage is probably going to get two minutes, and that's it. And they shouldn't get that much. They shouldn't be on the stage. So... Mike Pence maybe can make a case for, oh, well, I'm a Christian guy, and that's not going to go far for him because of what he did in January 6th. So the stage is set. The nominees are set. And honestly, I don't want to see Nikki Haley, but he she's the the most likely candidate. And she hasn't turned down the, the number two position. Vivek has. I would like Vivek as vice president. My only problem is um, trying to get Ramaswamy, a national name and and popular among the general election bloc. Nothing against him at all. It's just a basic fact of how people are when it comes to names. um, So I guess we'll see. You know, I guess we'll see how the debate goes. And I think it's going to be irrelevant. I'll have clips for you on the show Friday. but Before that, before Friday... We have Ohio news again. I love talking about Ohio, and I know some of you nationally don't like it, but we're going to keep talking about the Ohio right-to-life issue uh, between them firing their press secret- or communications director, Lizzie Marbach, with Lizzie Marbach on the program Wednesday, so make sure you tune in for that, and uh, we'll get to everything. I heard no, no bars held, so we'll see. Um, we're going to get into pretty much everything with Lizzie on the program, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. We're going to be so back, frankly speaking. Um, Speaking of back, we're going to be right back on the program. Hunter Biden's original plea deal wouldn't have him had pled guilty in the first place. He wouldn't have had to plead guilty in a plea deal. Back after this on the program on the Right Feature Radio Network. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. This song of our generation richmond north of richmond by oliver anthony is our bumper music at this point um i don't have the rights to that song at all but it's a very important song for our generation and for our message and for our movement to kind of embrace and it, it speaks the truth so there it is there's my kind of take on it i enjoy it and i put it on one of my my music playlists on apple music so i downloaded it and paid for it so it's back, we're so back, and um, great song. Guy's doing great now, he's playing out to sold out farmers markets for free. Um, he could seriously have a, have a big deal. He's, he's a good singer too, great voice. Alright, so Hunter Biden's plea deal. Speaking of the Richmond, north of Richmond. Uh, the Department of Justice original deal with Hunter Biden would not have required him to plead guilty, according to documents obtained by Politico but was altered after whistleblowers came forward shedding light on the DOJ's handling of the case. Hunter Biden's lawyers sent a draft deal to prosecutors in May that not only included a version of the promise of broad immunity for future charges that appeared in the final deal, but also that their client need not plead guilty, a detail the DOJ initially accepted, Politico reported. DOJ prosecutor Leslie Wolfen sent Hunter's legal team a list of must-haves as part of a negotiation with a guilty plea not included in the list. So listen to this, folks. You can find yourself guilty, make a deal with the DOJ, but you don't have to plead guilty. But days after the IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley publicly stated in an interview with CBS News, that the DOJ slow-walked the investigation. Prosecutors said Hunter Biden would need to plead guilty to the two misdemeanor tax charges, sources told Politico. So the original plan is don't plead guilty. You can get off on the plea deal. You can get off of the gun charge, but don't plead guilty. You don't have to plead guilty. You don't have to admit your guilt. As is the deal with a plea deal. Um, to avoid gun. So we ever uh, at the very end, if I can talk, this is a talk show. I can't even talk. Hunter Biden's final deal included a plea deal for the misdemeanor tax charges and a pretrial diversion agreement allowing him to avoid jail time for the felony gun charge. However, a provision of the diversion agreement stated Hunter Biden would not be prosecuted for any crime encompassed by the statement of facts, which included details about his foreign business dealings. The final deal structure, which Judge Marley uh, Marion Narika pointed out during a July 26 hearing, was not standard, and a prosecutor admitted lacked precedence, uh, was when the DOJ agreed with, according to Politico. The draft deal Hunter Biden's lawyers initially sent a prosecutor stated, quote, the Department of Justice agrees not to criminally prosecute Robert Hunter Biden and his affiliated businesses for any federal crimes arising from the conduct generally described in the attached statement of facts or for any other federal crimes relating to the matters investigated by the United States. In an August 15, court filing, Special Counsel David Weiss claimed the defendant's understanding of the... Oh, oh by the way, he has a special counsel now. Now, let's report it on that. I, this show didn't even report it. I didn't know about it. They buried it in the news cycle deep in a Friday news cycle to get it out of the news um, a couple weeks ago. Anyways, David Weiss claimed the defendant's understanding of the agreement to include broad immunity was a problem entirely of their own making that it did not result from the drafting of the proposed plea or diversion agreements. However, Wolf, on June 7th, sent one of Hunter's lawyers a version of the deal containing language that would immunize Hunter from a wide array of prosecutions related to his foreign business dealings. So, pretty much, you can commit a crime, you can get off without pleading guilty, if your last name is Biden. So, by the way, just letting you know, my name is Josh Biden. I appreciate hosting the show on the Red Feature Radio Network, and I'm actually a liberal right now. I'm just kidding; it's a bad joke, but it's true. If I was to go out there today and wanted to do business dealings in Burisma or in China or in Ukraine, and I went to Hunter Biden and said, "Hey, I'm your long lost son," 10 temperature for the big guy, and you'll you'll spot me a spot me a federal prosecution, wink, wink. That how it works. If if Hunter is not guilty, then who is, and what has been done to make sure on Hunter Biden's side and, and Joe Biden's side that Hunter Biden will never be found guilty? Have you ever heard? And this is a question for you. You can call in five seven four six seven five sixty seven forty seven. Have you ever heard of a person being able to avoid prosecution? By not pleading guilty, the whole point of a plea deal is to plead is to plead guilty. You plead guilty, this happens. And the thing about plea deals is they can be done in any case, and anyone can seriously uh, take one of these. If you're if you're being found uh, investigated of a crime, and they're going to try to to find Trump a plea deal and try to tell Trump, hey, if you don't plead guilty, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, we're going to send you to prison for the rest of your life. Or you are going to give you the death sentence for the, some of these crimes. That's not going to happen. But they could claim it will. And Hunter Biden's getting off without even pleading, pleading guilty and saying he's guilty. That's insane behavior. And that's an insane thing going on in our Justice Department. We don't have freedom of justice and an actual justice system in this country. At all. And I'm tired of it. Alright. Changing gears here a little bit. Uh, Ohio Right to Life is an organization. We've had their communications director Lizzie Marbach on the program multiple times. Um, I've been a big fan of Ohio Right to Life for my stints in politics. And my stint in Ohio politics in particular. Um, and they fired their communications director Lizzie Marbach over. Uh, I talked about it last Wednesday I believe. Um, or last Friday, I apologize, and they fired her. They just let her go. Um. But deeper news into this: major pro-life groups in Ohio pressured lawmakers to shun a bill that would end abortion in this state. So this is a group that fired their communications director for saying abortion is murder, and we're going to talk to her tomorrow, or not tomorrow Wednesday. Um, I'm going to talk to her tomorrow, but <laughs> the podcast will be out Wednesday is now shunning a bill and trying to stop a bill that will have banned abortion and pretty much outlawed abortion in the state of Ohio. So a board member at Ohio Right to Life who also serves as a senior Republican aide has emerged as a lobbyist against the bill to abolish abortion in the state of Ohio while the Center for Christian Virtue, which I thought was a good organization, worked to persuade a Republican lawmaker to renege on filing the bill. the Lobbying efforts... By pro-life groups in Ohio, pressurized Ohio Republican lawmakers to refrain from sponsoring the bill, which seeks to criminalize abortion for all parties involved. Mike McGuire is the guy's name. He's a member trustee at the Ohio Right to Life and a policy advisor for Ohio Republican House Speaker Jason Stevens, who is a rhino, cut the deal with the devil with the Blue 22, was appointed to the latter position as the 22 Republican lawmakers cut a deal. I just just said that. (laughs) Um, This is from the Republican Centennial dot com. Um, in abortion, Ohio, President Austin Bagel, whose group is working to file the uh, Abolition of Abortion Act in Ohio, told the Centennial that McGuire has appeared at several of his lobbying meetings to oppose the bill. The bill would protect the life of preborn persons with the same criminal and civil laws, protecting the lives of the born person by repealing the provisions that per- permit willful prenatal homicide or assault, according to a draft of the legislation pro- uh, provided to the Centennial. Uh, ben Zelisoft from the Centennial is great, by the way. Just quick note. Um, so the president of, of End Abortion Ohio, we're friends on Twitter, and I actually tweeted about this and said the Uniparty party strikes again. Someone replied saying, yeah, that's not really great legislation. So let's really talk about his reason and why he was going to support the legislation. Um, and they drafted the legislation and they were going to get a bill sponsor. The bill is specifically worded around the legal protection clause so that it can create a Supreme Court challenge in the case, uh, already prov- probable case of a November loss which is when we, we lose by voting no, and no doesn't get 50%. We can either win November, uh, getting no votes to pass 50%, and pass it or lose our legal team uh, appeals straight to the Supreme Court. So that's a very interesting piece of legislation. We've got about two minutes left in this segment here. Um, but they really could have passed this bill and banned abortion in the state of Ohio. And set legal precedent for the rest of the country. The problem with pro-life groups. And I'm going to ask Lizzie about this on, to, on Wednesday's program. Is are they more worried about ending abortion? Or are they more worried about their paycheck? Are they more worried about having the constant revenue stream of money from pro-life donors trying to end abortion? And this is a question for... Peter Range, the CEO of Ohio Right to Life, Mike Gunadakis, the president. Hey, call into the program. You both have the phone number. 574-675-6747. You both also have my cell. If you want to come on the program, defend yourself, go right ahead. I don't have to reach out every time. As I as I did and I was denied by Ohio Right to Life. Because I was pro Lizzie. Or whatever reason they want to give. Right? I'm not going to defend a pro life group. For not wanting to ban abortion. The whole point of your organization existing. Is to ban abortion. The activists do the work. The communications director does a great job. Communicating to the people. About abortion. Why? 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 Are we not able to do something? We have a super majority in our Ohio house. We have absolute complete power. In the state house of Ohio. In the chambers that are Ohio and of Ohio. We can do something about it as Ohioans and as policymakers in the state. You have a responsibility to do it. Why are groups that are smaller than you in abortion Ohio? I heard I, I became familiar with them in the last week. Trying to actually push through good legislation, good things for the life issue. And you, as a group, are not willing to put your name behind it. So, Ohio Right to Life. Defend yourself. Come on the program. Talk about it. Tell me why. Tell me why you won't do it and why you won't be actually pro-life, why you won't defend your actions, and why you won't make sure this legislation's passed. You have plenty of bill sponsors. You have plenty of pro-life legislators under your nail. You can take care of it. Back after this on the program talking about medical marijuana and recreational marijuana in the state of Ohio and how this is actually going to hurt the pro-life movement. Back after this on the Right Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Make sure you support our supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com slash gopjosh for little as $5 a month. And Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for buyers and sellers to have a digitally streamlined transactional platform. You can support us on Fiverr by using our custom little link, bit.ly slash Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, or the top link in the show notes below. That is B-I-T-L-Y slash Um, Really quickly here, before we go into anything with recreational marijuana in Ohio, uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to the team over at the Centennial, uh, specifically the editor-in-chief, who is Ben Zeis- Zeisloft. Probably butchering your name. I think I said it fine earlier, but I'm blanking. Um Did great reporting on this Ohio Ohio situation with Ohio Right to Life and Lizzie Marbach. So I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the willingness to let me broadcast that as well. So um, thank you for all your great reporting on that issue. Um, Also, really quickly here with Emily Moreno, who is the board member for Ohio Right to Life, that is married to Max Miller. She said, or, or Ohio Right to Life said in their statement... That she recused herself from the votes, um, and she voluntarily recused herself, and did not vote on Lizzie's firing, did not vote on anything regarding the situation because it was between her and Max Miller. And said she has never encouraged or asked anyone of the Ohio Rights of Life to take any personal action related to Lizzie. It's an interesting take. Uh, all right. Quick a recreational marijuana, and then we'll get off here and uh, let you all have the rest of your evening, I guess, or whatever time you're listening to the program, all over the world 24-7 at com. Recreational marijuana will be on the November ballot. Ohio voters will decide on two statewide issues in November after a group pushing for the legalization of recreational marijuana gathered the signature requirements to appear on the ballot. Secretary of State Frank LaRose certified the second round of signatures collected by a coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol giving it the required number to appear as proposed constitutional amendment in the November general election. The group turned in 4,405 signatures. He just needed 679. We are grateful for the thousands of Ohioans who helped us get to this point. We are excited to bring our proposal to regulate marijuana-like alcohol before voters in November. This proposal would legalize the growing, manufacturing, and sale of marijuana for recreational use for those 21 and older, it would also add a 10% tax on the sale and lim- limit of number of plants per person to 12. So... This is going to be controversial. I don't really care about this amendment. Um, All right. Let's dig deep into some personal experiences, shall we? And I haven't had weed before, but um, I was in D.C., right? Washington, D.C., the beautiful state. And everyone, or state. <laughs> I'm a liberal, folks. No, the beautiful uh, the beautiful area, uh, Washington, D.C., walking late at night. One thing you never want to do in D.C. Dark out. And you just smell it. It just smells like skunk the whole time you're in that city. Anywhere you go that's not on Capitol Hill, it is a... It smells like the use and smells like the plant. And I'm not going to say that the people on marijuana are doing bad things in D.C. I can't confirm that. But I can confirm that it really makes everything worse for everyone else around you. You know, body odor just sticks around while you're walking around. And most people don't have that crazy stench of body odor. There's people publicly smoking marijuana on the streets of Washington D.C., like it's nothing, like it's a cigarette, and I don't like to smell cigarettes either. And the smell just sticks around, sticks around with you. I mean, there's people smoking outside of restaurants on the little where they have the balcony seating or the little patio seating. You can just smell it the whole time you're eating. I don't want to smell on that. And you can do it in your own home if you want, but I know people aren't going to, and we're going to fall into a deeper, deeper cultural battle. Because of it. And I hope to have a contributor to the pro, uh, to Red Future Radio, uh, James Riemann, soon to talk about this because he's from Colorado. He experiences it every day. But w- why do we need to legalize it recreationally? They say it's a gateway drug. You know, the DARE officers and everything talk about that. Um, I don't really need see a need for this to be legalized. It's just going to promote use, make more people use it? I don't think you should go to jail for smoking marijuana. I never th- have. I I think we need to end the war on drugs, and stop prosecuting it like a crime unless you're selling it and trying to kill people with it, and take it more as a okay you're smoking marijuana, let's take it to rehab, or not even rehab for marijuana, but like harder drugs. You should not be criminalized for the um for the usage, right? For the selling, maybe, but for the usage, you shouldn't. The way about going about that is not legalizing it and promoting the state selling it. The way to go about that is not to make it to where you can easily access it. But take it seriously and treat it more like an illness than a choice. Because at certain points it doesn't become a choice anymore. And it shouldn't be a crime. It should be a health problem that we should take care of. And the person should have taken care of. Um. On the health regard. You know what I mean? Not not really a. A political issue or a. Law issue. But a rehabilitation issue. Because if we throw people in cells. Because of drug use. It's going to make them want the drug more. Right? If we actually take care of people. As a state and as a country. We're not going to have the same problems we have. Um. So about the pro-life movement and about how this is going to affect pro-life, it's already hard to get people out to vote in off years, but it's going to be a lot easier for the left to motivate people on two issues than it will be the Republicans to go against them. Right? We're going to have people voting yes on one and no on another, or no on one and yes on another. It's going to get confusing quick. The safe vote's going to be no-no, so the conservative movement's looking good in that regard, but we have to get our people out. We have to do. Extensive voter drives. More than we've saw before. More than we've had before. Promote the use of mail-in ballots. I hate to say it. Promote the use of early person voting. I hate to say it. If we want a chance to win on issue one. Which will be the abortion issue. I'm not going to take a huge side in the marijuana issue. Because it's just going to statute anyway. It's easily easy to repeal. But the abortion amendment, the constitutional amendment needs to be taken seriously, needs to be taken down. Whether you're pro-life or not, whether you are pro-abortion, whether you support the, the abortion up until birth, you need to look at this amendment and see it will forever be enshrined in our Ohio Constitution because it's incredibly hard to undo. It's incredibly hard to get people to vote against something they already voted for. Right? It's like trying to Recall a governor. Well, we saw how that it it worked in, in California. It was 70 30 against it. The same thing's going to happen here. We need to seriously push people against this, whether you're pro life or pro choice. It's not an issue of pro life or pro choice, it's an issue of what should be in our Constitution versus what should be a separate issue, a statute, so to speak, a Ohio revised code issue because Ohio Revised Code and the Constitution of Ohio are not the same thing for good reason because we can't have an Ohio Revised Code that or a constitution that changes all the time we can't have an Ohio Revised Code that changes all the time because that's the point of the revised code that's why there are two separate documents and that's why the abortion or the sorry the marijuana issue is going through revised code and is going through the proper methods to get it in the revised code to change so you can change it later. And so you're not forever tied to having this abortion issue in the Constitution or the marijuana issue in the Constitution for the rest of time. And so I'm actually going to say the abortion people or the marijuana people are doing it right. I may not like it, but they're doing it right. And so maybe that that deserves some praise of some sort. I'm not going to applaud for them. But it is saying that this is how we should do things. We should vote no and no at this point, and I might be persuaded, but vote no on abortion and no on the other one at this point. We'll go from there afterwards. But they're doing it the right way at least, and that's honorable. All right. Program Wednesday, the 23rd of August, 2023. Quick preview for you. Going to talk more about abortion, more about the Ohio Right to Life spats with Lizzie Marbach, with Lizzie Marbach on the program. So we're very excited for that here on the show. And you can send in your question, you can send in your comments at 574-675-6747. That's five seven G O P Josh 7. Back on Wednesday with a brand new episode for you all. Very cool friends. We'll be back very soon. Waiting for the outro music, waiting for the music. We're gonna keep talking until the music starts to roll. So we're gonna be with you back very soon. Oh, there it is. I hear it. Back with you on Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.